0: hi hello welcome to the episode of isaiah's newsstand it's your host isaiah edwards the date is may 24th 2023 hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes uh i'm doing pretty good myself i'm feeling great uh no complaints other than just you know being broke inflation uh yeah yeah i'll leave it at that we're good we're good we're solid i'm a little hungry (laughs) <laughs> uh, but that being said the weather is great uh, it's nice having good weather I'm into it. I mean granted I know there's the winter lovers out there the summer haters I, I don't like sweating I hate it I hate under boob sweat and that's something I have to endure now but that being said as I get older I just hate the cold more and more so just having weather that doesn't have me freezing I'm, I'm here for it like I can sleep with a sheet I can make that work you know what I mean I'm fine Uh, So, yeah, I mean, we're we're feeling good. We're feeling great. Uh, No food corner to report, though. Pretty ho-hum food. Uh, So, yeah, we can go ahead and just get into it. Uh, Let's get straight to the news Uh, from CNN. Russia accuses Ukraine of mounting sabotage attack across border. Uh, Let's see. A group of anti-Putin Russian nationals who are aligned with the Ukrainian army has claimed responsibility for an attack in russians southern or southwestern region of Belgorod, Belgorod, as Moscow said it was fighting a group of saboteurs there. Shelling damaged an administrative building, several residential buildings, and a kindergarten in the area. According to regional governor Vyacheslav Glazkov, Gladkov, Gladkov, there we go, I think I tried that one. who said there were no fatalities? The two groups that have claimed responsibility uh, are the Freedom of Russia Legion and Russian Volunteer Corps. Uh, They said they liberated a settlement in Belgorod Belgorod, uh, region, which borders Ukraine. So, I mean, naturally, this is like a really big deal. This is literally, you know, potentially troops that do have a tangential connection to Ukraine. You know, these are Russian nationals. Uh, That being said, I do believe they have done operations, you know, in Ukraine with Ukraine uh, against Russia. And then they said, oh, well, we're going to do our own thing over here. At least that's according to them. Now, Ukraine has said, yo, that's not us. We're not claiming them. Like, no, 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 no. They washed their hands of this. But that being said, Russia is like, no, no, no. This was you guys. This is like an escalation. And, you know, they're really teeing it up, queuing it up. Also, to me, this is very reminiscent of the Azov Battalion in a lot of ways, where it's like, um, th- there was a big, um, conversation point from Putin, like, oh, you know, we're doing the whole denazification thing. And they pointed a lot to the whole Azov Battalion. And when you go and you look at their ranks, it, that thing is true. That is a true thing. Like there are definitely Nazis. You know, people who want, like, you know, an all-white kind of thing. Like, they're that kind of people. Anti-Semitism, all that kind of shit, sadly. You know, they were in their ranks. But that being said, this is a crisis situation. And these people have been fighting in, you know, Crimea, doing all that kind of shit. And now, because, you know, the escalation, now they're fighting in this whole war. So, at the end of the day, they don't represent all of Ukraine. Um you could easily make the counterpoint that there are Nazis in Russia, there are Nazis all over the world, sadly still, which is really fucking gross and cringe, but that is the world we are living in in 2023, um, so it it was really almost a non-point, but it was something that was getting harped on a lot, and it is something that you bring up here, like, I, you know, don't get me wrong, like, it doesn't change the situation or anything like that, but from what I've learned, um, and this not in this article, I believe I listened to this and heard it at least for referencing, um, I listened to the daily today and they were just talking about the situation in Ukraine and, you know, they mentioned that, you know, both of these, um, you know, these groups have this like white ethno state, you know, kind of ideology and shit in there. It might not be a throw line or anything like that, but it is something that people in the group do subscribe to. Um, obviously as a black man, that's just something that I'm going to cue into and go, Oh, well, that's something to know. But yeah, I mean, these are people, um, you do start off with the whole, they are anti Putin, you know, Russian nationals. And, um, yeah, I think that's their selling point that kind of gets them on the battlefield doing stuff. That being said you know, I think they had, like, one of them had, like, like, a little clan patch or something like that. I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Like, could y'all chill? <laughs> like, why do y'all have shit like that in merchandise? That's so weird. Um, But, yeah, I mean, naturally... Ukraine doesn't want to be linked to these people, even though there are links. And then naturally the West and the US, you know, specifically are like, no, 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 no. We had nothing to do with this. We did not green light this. This is nothing to do with us. <laughs> because it just looks so fucking bad. Especially when you mention the kindergarten school. Um, I'll go ahead and read a quote here though. We can confirm that this operation was carried out by Russian citizens. Um, Andrey Yusov, a representative of Ukraine's defense intelligence. Defense Intelligence Agency, told CNN. Uh, He said the units were part of defense and security forces when they were in Ukraine, but were independent from Kyiv when they were not. In Russia, they are acting as independent entities. Now, this isn't me trying to, like, fucking play defense for Russia or anything like that. Like, this is simply me saying, like, This is a tangential link that they were involved, but they are trying to say, well, look, when we let them off, like, they do their own thing. We can't control them. They're their own people. They're their own group. But that's very hard to just kind of sit there and say that you're not just, like, you're just disavowing this, like, you weren't involved. Also, I think there was, like, a drone thing that happened after this, but I don't have the article really queued up. So sorry about that. But uh, there's another Ukraine thing I wanted to cover we move out of the region. Uh, This is from the BBC. Ukraine war. Wagner, Wagner, God damn it. Wagner chief vows to hand Bakhmut, Bakhmut. (laughs) I hate it here. (laughs) Wagner chief vows to hand Bakhmut to Russian army by June. (laughs) It is what it is. Okay. Uh, The head of Russia's Wagner group, mercenary or Wagner mercenary group has vowed to transfer control of the Ukrainian city of Bakhmut to the Russian army by June 1st um to be honest I kind of like I just picked this article just kind of like pick it uh we're just gonna, gonna kind of riff a little bit here the the situation in Bakhmut has been going on for a while I covered it for a brief moment um, and it's because when this is initially laid out to me and it has been laid out to me again and again, this is such a minor point area wise, like of this war, like campaign front wise, this is a, like kind of a nothing burger conversation. And I hate to say that because it's not like I want to belittle the loss of life or the things that are going on in Ukraine. Like it's fucked up, but like in the campaign, this is not a big area. This is not an area that's going to change the war. But Russia wanted to get it because it gives them a win. And Ukraine wanted to defend it because they wanted to deny them that, because they are doing a lot of hearts and mind campaigning. You know, literally, um, Zelensky has been going on an international European tour or whatever, you know, glad-handing, thanking everybody, and trying to get more support. This counteroffensive that was supposed to be in the spring, it sure is looking real summerish right now, so... There's a lot on the line right now and you have to be like showing like, you know, dominance in some kind of way, showing that you can make this work because otherwise people are going to start telling you again, maybe you should just go to the negotiation table and no, and and, you know, the West doesn't want that. Ukraine doesn't want that. So, because that means you're giving up territory in that conversation. So unless they get this territory back, you know, it's going to look bad. So You know, and another reason I haven't really covered Bakhmut is because it's been going so back and forth. Um, You have Prigozhin is such a weird, zany-ass motherfucker, and he's such a weird X-Factor when it comes to, like, what is he going to do? What is he not going to do? It seems like he has, like, a star pass to just kind of get away with saying whatever the fuck he wants. Because, like, I don't know, from what I've seen so far and what I would expect, you know, from my armchair head-ass fucking position, (laughs) that someone like this couldn't just pop his mouth off about the Kremlin or what's going on and like yelling and swearing and saying like, give me what I want, or I'm going to like hand over this to the Ukrainians. But then like the next fucking week or whatever, now we're saying, oh, like we took it over. We have it. Now, all of this isn't verified. It's it's not concrete. It's another reason why I kind of didn't want to talk about it too much, but it seems like it's big enough as a talking point that we're just going to use it in the filler arc that is the Ukrainian war right now and the news right now so i figured hey let's go ahead and just kind of give it a talking about um but now yeah he's saying that he's going to give it over to russian control even though it's like their wagner group aren't they already russian control but technically uh you know just like ukraine just said oh these aren't our people we don't fuck with them russia doesn't technically like they aren't connected quote-unquote you know what i mean Uh, but, uh, they definitely fucking are, you know, it's definitely a paramilitary group or whatever within Russia. And, um, yeah, it just seems like Prigozhin just is like getting away with it. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a weird situation. Now, granted, Ukraine is still fighting over it. There's kind of, I think in the outskirts. Um, and like I said, this just doesn't seem like it's worth it. Like maybe get you a toehold in the area to potentially move somewhere along the, the, you know, the trajectory of this war, but it's just such a small town and you know, you just leveled it for what? Um, And sadly there are still people there who can't leave um, or maybe who just don't want to leave because they don't see what's the point. Like I'm just going to be homeless somewhere else. And there's just a lot of loss of life. There's a lot on the line there. So I was really sad, really fucked up. You know, I'm just trying to kind of bicycle through this fucking conversation. God damn it. But um, yeah, crazy fucking scene. Uh, let's go ahead and move along. We're actually going to move back to the States, um, back to the States, going to the States. We're going to America, um, from Reuters after white house truck crash, driver charged with threatening Biden. They're coming for Joe. God damn it. They won't stop. Um, a Missouri man who drove a rented box, uh, U-Haul. Uh, a rented box truck into security barriers near the White House was charged with threatening the president after what authorities appear to believe was a deliberate crash. Reuters, uh, a Reuters witness saw investigators pull a Nazi swastika flag from inside the truck, which plowed into barriers at Lafayette Square, a public area one block from the White House compound. Um, this is on Monday evening. Now, the driver was a 19-year-old by the name of Sai Varsith Kandula um, of Chesterfield, Missouri. Now, um, he he was detained by the Secret Service. I'm not going to lie to you. When I heard the context of what went down um, and the swastika, I'm like, okay, this is some white supremacist shit. To see a person of color was like, Okay, you got me again, life. You got me again, universe. <laughs> crazy. You're so crazy. Um, so yeah, um, Kandula faces a battery of charges, including threatening to kill, kidnap, or inflict harm on the president, vice president, or a family member. The U.S. Park Police said a statement, no weapons were found, were found inside the truck, a Park Police spokesperson said. <clears throat> so yeah, um it looked like he was just trying to Oh let's go ahead and read it actually. But ABC citing unnamed law enforcement sources reported that Kandula told investigators he wanted to take over the government and kill the president. Authorities were looking into the suspect's mental health, the network reported. They're like, "Let's just go was this a mental health moment? Were you...? my man said all I need is one mic" One beat like he was ready. He was so ready, dude. He's like, I'm good to go I got my emotional support swastika and I'm I got this u-haul. That's all I need the <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's so crazy. That's so crazy He really thought he had the juice for this Kendula, sir and then like he's just a kid he's 19 like i don't care dude i'm so over these stories like people just need to just be no i don't want to say be normal but i do want to say be normal like just take a sh- come on like what did you think you were gonna do with this u-haul what was the what was part two of your plan post barricade uh, i just don't get it i don't see it um so yeah that was some news um I got one more big one to cover here, and then uh, we'll, some sad news, and then I'll let you go, I'll let you go. I know, it's been a weird episode. (laughs) I am trying to think of what's the most normal episode I've I've recorded, but I don't know. Oh boy. Okay. This one is from The Insider. A female orca traumatized by a previous encounter with humans may be behind mounting killer whale attacks on boats, scientists say. Now, I got to say, before I get into the guts of this, um, if you would like a better telling of this story and just a better podcast in general, please, if you don't already know, go listen to Chapo Trap House they kill it. They, they, they tell this story better than I am going to. Um, it is the story of white Gladys and, um, her fight against humanity for humanity. And I agree. I, I, I do side and fight with white Gladys. I, uh, am a free Willy enjoyer. That was my kid shit. Um, also, you know, f- we fucked with Shamu. Um, we were fucking with World uh, until fucking Blackfish came out, and then we learned a lot, we learned some hard truths, and, um, but yeah, no, um, let's just go ahead and get into the story, um, also, I would, uh, another podcast I would like to plug to, for people to listen to, Swindled, uh, just speaking of Blackfish, speaking of SeaWorld, uh, they did an amazing, um, just breakdown of Tilikum, which was a crazy fucking story of a killer whale that wound up, like, killing, uh, like, what, I don't what they call him, a trainer or whatever, Ooh, just really get into some of the guts, and also, I would say, if you don't know about Blackfish, watch Blackfish, that's a good use of your fucking Netflix dollars, we got a Netflix account, so, um, yeah, um, A traumatized orca called White Gladys may be behind the rise in killer whale attacks on boats in the Atlantic Ocean, scientists said. Uh, While most orca interactions with boats are harmless, there has been a spike in aggressive behavior towards boats since 2020. Alfredo Lopez Fernandez, a biologist at the University of Aveiro uh, in Portugal, told Live Science. "Uh, There have been three cases of distinctive black and white creatures sinking vessels by ramming into them um so yeah i mean these orcas are are they're moving different you know uh, they normally are not known for um you know killing humans or anything like that outside And we're talking about wild orcas um i'm not talking about orcas in captivity that's a completely different fucking story uh but that being said um just wild orcas are usually cool like But here's the thing in this article, they even try to play it down like, oh, they're such playful creatures they are so intelligent and clever. The last two things I just said are definitely true and they are playful. But I have seen a killer whale bob a fucking leopard seal on a fucking glacier iceberg thing while it taught its children like, hey, this is a fun game we can play with our food because they inevitably ate it. That's killer. whale. I have no problem with that. They are doing what they do. That is a circle of fucking life. We fuck with that. All right. I don't fuck with ocean animals. I respect them. All right. I do eat some. I'd like me a little seafood, but you're not catching me in the ocean acting silly. Okay. No shot. No way. I'm not in the water with a fucking killer whale. This is not a game. I, I said I am a free enjoyer. But Free Willy is never jumping over me, okay? I got the necklace. I support in that way. All right, no, I'm not getting gobbled up. I'm not getting my shit played with and and, then dying. No way. That being said, um, experts believe White Gladys may have had a critical moment of agony, as they say, uh, such as colliding with a boat or being trapped during illegal fishing activities, uh, Life Science reported this event may have traumatized her and caused her to start ramming other boats and then spreading the 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 technique and for that we stand a queen all right like because at the end of the day this the shit that you know wildlife in general have to go through because us humans is terrible um the we do to our ocean is just god awful you know what i mean look I, i watched the whale wars i fucking get it i will say i I would never be a sea shepherd i gotta be real with y'all hand to god whatever i i kind of like as i got older and kept watching it i'm like this is kind of lame but that being said i respect the vision i respect the mission statement and like i understand what they're fighting for and like that's cool that being said just kind of weird kind of cringy but um you know i don't know i i do stand with the killer whales that is what i'm trying to get to that is what i'm boiling down to um white gladys i i respect your fight i respect your hustle and you you become the master splinter to these other killer whales and they just start taking out boats i'm fucking with it i'm here with it i i go for it go nuts (laughs) all right um we have one more queen to talk about before i let you go sadly this is some breaking news that kind of took place today um from People magazine. Uh just from People, I guess I should say. Uh Queen of Rock and Roll, Tina Turner, dead at 83 after a long illness. Uh as said by representative. Um she died in her home near Zurich in Switzerland. Her publicist confirms. Um so yeah, that's that's some bummer. Um my mom was like super into um, Tina Turner. So, like, Rolling on a River was a song I'd heard at, like, a young age before I was even, like, like, oh, yeah, music is cool. I just knew that was a song. I knew about that kind of shit. So, um um just an amazing woman, a vision, on stage and off um, throughout the years. Um, I'm not going to do her justice. So, obviously, if you would like to read this article, it goes into depth of her career, her life, and that's what's up. Obviously, you know, you have the internet. You can do that shit um but yeah we stand we are not worthy we are glad to have experienced um so yeah that's the pod that's the episode uh if you'd like to support i do have a patreon Patreon patreon.com so as a news uh you get bonus access to the extra episodes i do every week uh it's one a week you know just a little something a little thing um and then also hot link to the discord Discord link is free. You can just hit me up for that, though, and I'll give it to you. Um, Then you also get a shout-out every month. That's for my Newsies only. I say your name on the podcast, and then I also uh, shout-out the project or whatever thing you'd like me to shout-out. That's what we do here around these parts. Uh, That being said, I always love talking about news. My Newsies send me news, and I'm like, thank you. Thank you. may have another... Um, also you can do that for free. Uh, but the free ways to hit me up, I do have a Gmail as one at gmail.com. Also, I have a Facebook. I have a Twitter. I am on Snapchat. Yeah, that's right. I said fucking Snapchat. Um, I'm, I'm on all of those things. Also, we do have a YouTube. Um, you can get in the comments if you'd like to do that. Uh, you know, you can subscribe, you can hit the bell, um, yeah do all those things and if there's a way to you know rate me you can rate me give me the all of those stars you'd like to give me yeah (laughs) all right um that's all we got I thank you so much if you stuck along to the end of this episode you're like the coolest person I think you're fucking swell um and hopefully I see you soon for some more good news I love you bye